Hello and welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and for the next half hour, our Bible teacher, Rabbi Schneider, will continue his series called Capturing God's Heart. Many of us have heard the line, familiarity breeds contempt, but have you ever thought, is that really true? It makes it seem as though long-term relationships are destined to disappoint. And well, our teacher believes that our deepest familiar relationships often cultivate great things. So today on Discovering the Jewish Jesus, Rabbi Schneider shows us how this manifested in the lives of two men in the Old Testament, Elijah and Elisha. Let's turn to the book of 2 Kings to review their story. Rabbi Schneider titled today's message, Anointing. You know, the Bible says that the eyes of the Lord are looking to and fro across the earth for a man that will be after his own heart. David was described in the Bible as a man that was after God's own heart. God's a person. And even though we sometimes think of God as so holy and so other than, we have a difficult time understanding because we think of him that way, that in addition to being so holy and so other than, he's also right here with us and has humbled himself to the point of even becoming a man in the person of Jesus Christ so that he sympathizes with you and I, that he can feel everything that we feel. Even as Jesus got down on his knees and began to wash the disciples' feet, so too, beloved one, our God is still here today as a servant, washing his children's feet. He's able to hear our every heart's cry. And even though he's God above, he's also God that's here on the earth beneath. You can move God's heart. I want to go now to the book of 2 Kings, chapter number 6. I'm going to be looking verses number 15 through 18, and we're going to look at one of the simple prayers that Elisha prayed. Many of you know Elisha, the great prophet, the great mighty works that he did. Did you know that Elisha actually did more miracles than Elijah? I mean, he's a fascinating figure. Another thing that's interesting is we get ready to look at this example of one of Elisha's prayers and how God answered it. One of the things that's interesting as we just consider this man is how it was that he got the anointing. Many of us know that Elisha, this one we're about to study, he was Elijah's servant. And he would follow Elijah around everywhere that Elijah went. Elisha's whole ministry was serving Elijah. And yet at the end of Elijah's life, the anointing came upon Elisha even stronger than it was on Elijah. This is really fascinating to me. It tells me one of the ways that we can pick up an anointing. How did Elisha, who actually did more miracles than Elijah, get the anointing that was on Elijah even double fold? How did it happen? Well, the first thing was, beloved, that Elisha recognized the anointing that was on Elijah. You see, Elijah recognized the anointing that was on him because the anointing that you honor and respect is the anointing that you're going to receive from. So first of all, Elisha was in a place where he could receive the anointing that was on Elijah because he recognized the anointing that was on Elijah and he received from that anointing. But you know what? 
In today's culture, people have so much pride and they've been so brainwashed by the spirit of the air that comes from the devil is they have difficulty placing themselves under anybody. And sometimes we can miss so much of what we could have absorbed from somebody else's life because we have too much pride to be able to submit ourselves to a person that's walking in a higher level than we are. And this applies, beloved ones, common sense wise, not just to the spiritual realm, but this applies even to the earthly realm. In other words, if you go to work for somebody that has a great business mind, how are you going to be able to receive from that person that has a great business mind? Are you going to receive from that person by arguing with them? Are you going to receive from that person by distancing yourself from them? No, you're going to receive from that person that knows so much more than you do by placing yourself in a position of subjection under them so you can learn from them and receive from them everything that's in them. But so many people today, beloved, lose opportunities to glean from others and to receive from others because of a spirit of rebellion and pride, because of a spirit of lack of humility, often that comes from a spirit of inferiority and a spirit of self-defensiveness because the inferiority, and it puts them in a position that they'll never place themselves in a posture where they could receive the anointing from the one that's so much more advanced than they are, thus making their life more difficult than what it ever needed to be. Secondly, because, listen now, Elijah recognized the anointing that was on Elijah's life, he stuck with them and he stayed close to them. In other words, if you are involved in a ministry somewhere and you recognize that there's an anointing on your pastor or an anointing on somebody that you know, you know what you should do? Stay as close to that person as you can, as common sense and the Lord will allow. Because the more time you spend with that person, the more you're going to absorb the anointing from that person. You see, you can absorb an anointing through osmosis and through transfer. In other words, the person that you are five years from now is largely going to be determined by the people that you're spending your time with over the next five years. If you spend your time with people that are more advanced than you, more anointed than you, more knowledgeable than you, in five years, you're going to be so much more anointed, so much more advanced, and so much more knowledgeable than if you would have spent your time with people that are at your same level or lower than you for the next five years. And so anointings and knowledge and spiritual power, listen now, are transferable. We pick them up by osmosis just by being in close proximity with people that are anointed. And so Elisha stayed very close to Elijah. In fact, towards the end of Elijah's life, when Elijah announced that he was about to depart from the world, he told Elijah, I'm about to leave. And Elijah cried out to Elijah and he said, listen, he said, when you leave, he said, let me catch the anointing that's on you. May the anointing that's on you when you leave come upon me and even double fold. And listen to what Elijah said to him. Elijah said, if you see me when I go, it shall be as you requested. But if you do not see me when I go, Elijah said, you shall not have the anointing. What was Elijah saying? Elijah was saying, Elijah, you have to get so focused on me so that the anointing that's on me can come upon you. If you take your eyes off me, if you get distracted, if you get off focus, then the anointing that's on me won't come upon you when I leave. 
You know what happened? Elisha took Elijah at his word. He stayed focused. He stayed fixed. And when Elijah was taken away, Elisha saw him and a double portion of Elijah's anointing came upon Elisha. Thus, beloved ones, he did more miracles than even Elijah did. It's a fascinating story. You see, this is why in the Hebrew Bible we learn that we should respect our elders. There's a strong system of order and relationships in the Hebrew Bible. And the reason for this is for health to respect our elders so the stability and the wisdom that's been upon them can come upon our life. It's true in the natural and it's true in the supernatural. If you do know people that you know are anointed, I wanna encourage you, listen to me, to guard yourself against the law of familiarity. Some of us have heard the expression before, familiarity breeds contempt. In other words, we can become so used to somebody that's anointed, more developed, more advanced than we are, that we begin to take them for granted. And not only do we begin to take them for granted, we even begin to look at them without honor. This happened to Jesus. Jesus went into his own town and they said to him, who are you? It says they were offended with him when he said, I'm the bread of life that came down from heaven. They said, who are you? Who do you think you are, they thought. We know your mom and dad. We know Joseph and Mary. Who do you think you are? And the Bible says they became offended with him. And Jesus responded in this way. He said, a prophet is not without honor, except in his own town and amongst his own people. Thus, we get the saying, familiarity breeds contempt. And so I want to admonish you, my beloved brothers and sisters, be careful that you don't develop a contempt for your pastor or those that God has placed in your life that are your spiritual leaders, if they should be respected, be careful that you don't begin to take them for granted, that you stop being impacted by their messages, that you stop taking advantage of the opportunities they give you for growth, whether it's classes or other opportunities, be careful that you don't begin to take them for granted and thus lose the opportunity to receive more of the anointing that's on them. Because again, anointings are made to be transferred. That's why Paul laid his hands on Timothy and through the laying on of Paul's hands, a spiritual gift was imparted to Timothy. And so I said all that just simply to say how Elisha that did even more miracles than Elijah how he was able to receive the anointing. He was able to receive the anointing by respecting, acknowledging, and honoring the anointing that was on Elijah, then staying close to him and focused on him so that the thing that was on Elijah, the holy power of God that was on Elijah, came upon Elijah even double-fold. The same thing will work for you today. Men and women of God became great because they stayed close to a spiritual mentor, a spiritual father, or a spiritual mother. Father, I just pray that you'll apply it to every life today in a way that will bring health to each one. In Jesus' name, amen. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus and Rabbi will be right back. But first, we have a special book announcement. Let's check it out. Elohim, Yahweh, Adonai. The Hebrew names of God. Seeking a deeper bond with the divine? Dive into To Know Him By Name. Rabbi Schneider deciphers the Hebrew scriptures where God's names are revealed. 
Discover God as your provider, peace giver, victory, righteousness, healer, sanctifier, and more. To know Him by name transcends mere knowledge and empowers you to conquer life's challenges. Order at discoveringthejewishjesus.com or call 800-777-7835. Start your transformative journey now. We are truly so excited for you to get this life-changing new book. So pick up a copy today, and now here is Rabbi with the rest of today's message. Well, I'm reading now 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 15 through 18. Now, when the attendant of the man of God had risen early and gone out, behold, an army with horses and chariots was circling the city. And a servant said to him, Alas, my master, what should we do? So he answered, do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Then Elisha prayed and said, O Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. When they came down to him, Elisha prayed to the Lord and said, Strike this people with blindness, I pray. So he struck them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. Now, the thing I want to focus on primarily at this point is how Elisha's servants didn't have the spiritual eyes or the spiritual capacity to see all the angelic hosts that were fighting for the armies of Israel. See, in this particular story, Israel was being attacked by the king of Aram, and it looked as though Israel was outnumbered. But what Elisha saw in the spirit realm was the supernatural host that were on Israel's side. Of course, Elisha's attendant couldn't see it. He was scared because he was only seeing in the natural. So what was Elisha's prayer? He said, Lord, open my servant's eyes that he might be able to see in the spirit world and that he might understand that more are those that are for us than those that are against us. Elisha's prayer, beloved one, was for spiritual sight. You see, we need to be able to see beyond the natural. We need to be able to see beyond the temporal. We need to be able to see through the circumstances. We need to be able to see through what people say. We need to be able to see with the eyes of the Spirit. The Bible tells us that the things that are real are not the things that are seen, because the things that are seen, Scripture tells us, are passing away. But the things that are real are the things that are unseen. Don't you have a desire to see in the spirit world? I know I do. One of my daily prayers, one of my common prayers, one of my prayer themes, beloved, is the same thing that Elisha prayed. Lord, open my eyes that I can see. Lord, I want to be able to see in the Spirit. Because the Bible says in Ephesians 6 that our fight is not against flesh and blood, but it's against principalities and forces of spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. You see, we live, beloved, in a spiritual world. And we're not going to be able to live in victory if we don't have spiritual sight. Jesus was able to see in the Spirit. The Bible says He knew what was in all men. He had wisdom and understanding. He was able to see what was going on. If you and I 
don't have spiritual sight, which is a supernatural gift given to us by the spirit of Elohim, by the spirit of God, we are going to walk floundering and fumbling our whole life. We're going to live at an earthly realm. We're never going to soar on the heights and we're never going to live in spiritual victory. To live in victory, beloved ones, we must see spiritually. What does it mean to see spiritually? First of all, seeing with the eyes of the Spirit involves having spiritual discernment. Do you know that Paul prayed in the book of Ephesians that God would open the eyes of our heart? Think about that. Paul prayed that God would open the eyes of our heart, that He would open our eyes of understanding. So to see in the Spirit is to be able to see and perceive what cannot be seen and perceived simply in the natural. It's supernatural. It's the ability to understand people, to understand your circumstances, and to understand the spirit world in which you live in supernaturally. Now, this may sound way out there for some of us. Beloved, I'm here to proclaim to you, this is not way out there. This is not pie in the sky. This is walking in a supernatural wisdom. It's walking in supernatural revelation, and we should be asking for it, just like Elijah prayed, Lord, let me see. Let me have revelation. Revelation gives sight. Jesus said to Peter, who do you say that I am? Peter said, you're the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus said, Peter, Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And he said, and upon this rock, I will build my church. What rock is that? Part of the rock, beloved, is having revelation. The revelation that Peter had allowed Peter to see that Jesus was the Son of God when others couldn't see it. Peter had spiritual sight. I'm going to pray for you right now. Father God, we bless you today. And Father God, I want to thank you That, Father God, even now as I speak and as they're hearing me speak and hearing me pray, you are with them right now, right here, in the room with them, responding to their hearts, cry to you, responding to their thoughts, responding to them because you're God and you're here. I ask you right now, Father, I declare and decree that you're opening their eyes and you're opening their heart and that you're giving them spiritual sight. Father, open the eyes of our heart and give us the ability to see in the spirit, to perceive what cannot be perceived in the natural, that we can walk in a spirit of wisdom and of revelation according to your word. Father, your word says that Jesus has been made unto us wisdom, and that in the Holy Spirit, we've been given a spirit of revelation. So Father, right now I just release revelation and spiritual sight over your people. Father, right now I just declare in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, in the name of King Yeshua Mashiach, that you are opening hearts right now and allowing people through supernatural discernment to see what they couldn't see before and to perceive what they couldn't perceive before, that they would no longer, Father God, stumble in the natural, but that seeing in the spirit, they'd be able to walk in the supernatural, to walk in victory with a firm foundation under their feet. Father, you declared that you have given us spiritual victory in Christ Jesus. Father, open our hearts in the love of God and cleanse our eyes and minds to see by the Holy Spirit 
that we might see your face, Lord, more clearly. Wow, what a powerful and thought-provoking message about living in victory. This is the nonprofit ministry of Discovering the Jewish Jesus, and you're listening to our Bible teacher, Rabbi Schneider. When we're anointed by God, it means we have unlimited access to the Creator of the universe, and it's through Him that all blessings flow. And when you allow God to work through you financially, emotionally, and spiritually, you actually unlock the doors to the kingdom. And when that happens, transformation begins. And we here at Discovering the Jewish Jesus, we want you to embrace your anointing this year and to make 2024 a season filled with purpose and impact for the kingdom. Rabbi? Considering what we've studied today, I want to read for you once again from the Torah, the book of Deuteronomy, we call it in Hebrew, Devarim. I'm going to the 14th chapter. I'm going to be reading from the 22nd and the 23rd verse. Hear the word of God. The Lord is speaking here and he says, You shall surely tithe all the produce from what you sow, which comes out of the field every year. And then he continues at the last part of the next verse, he says, so that you might learn to fear the Lord, your God, always. Do you know that fearing the Lord as we study today is related to tithing? Because when we tithe, we're giving God the respect he deserves by declaring that we believe that everything that we have comes from him. And beyond that, the Lord said, the tithe is his. So we're just really giving back to God what's already his to begin with. We're just cooperating with him. Beloved, if you want to put today's teaching into practice in your life, if you're not tithing, do so. And God promised he would bless you for it. You can make a financial gift right now. Just address an envelope and send your check to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. That's P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. And if you also prefer, you can automate your monthly giving this year. You can sign up to become a monthly partner. You can do that right now. Just go to discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And you could also call us at 800-777-7835. That's 800-777-7835. Or you can give by texting the keyword rabbi to the number 45777. And as a token of our appreciation for your generous support today, we're prepared to provide Rabbi's Message of the Month, and it's available as a digital download. We believe that you will be blessed by this special teaching. And also, no matter who you are, it can be hard to discern God's voice when there's an endless barrage of noise that's distracting us. So take a few moments and silence that noise. Download Rabbi's free guide to hearing God's voice right now. Once again, it's our free gift to you. And you can request this digital download online at myfreegift.com forward slash hearing. That's myfreegift.com forward slash hearing. But right now, here's Rabbi Schneider with a special blessing meant to invoke God's favor, along with his grace and peace into our lives. The ironic blessing in the book of Numbers chapter 6 is not a blessing that comes from an impersonal being out there somewhere in the heavens. This special blessing comes from a person, Yahweh God Almighty, our creator and maker. So receive God's blessing into your life right now. Yahweh, 
Vayishmarecha Ya'er Yahweh Penavelecha Vichunecha Yisa Yahweh Penavelecha Ve'asem Lecha Shalom The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with His countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, His peace. God bless you and shalom. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Be sure to join us tomorrow when Rabbi Schneider continues this study on capturing God's heart. That's Wednesday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.